Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we have Kirsty Bryan, who was in the series premiere this past August 14th of Tales of the Walking Dead. Kirsty, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing tonight? Oh man, Jared, I am excited to be here. That's awesome to have you here. <laughs> now, you were in the series premiere of a spinoff in the Walking Dead universe. Did you have any butterflies? Um, yes, <laughs> no question about it. Uh, I actually didn't know until quite recently that we were going to be um, the premiere. So that was like a a whole other, you know, I, I already knew how awesome the show was. I just didn't know where we were going to be in the lineup. So I, I'm so glad we could like get get us out the door running on this yeah. really cool new spinoff. Like I, yes, butterflies, no question. Well, it's good that you didn't know you would be the series premiere because I'm sure the butterflies would have been multiplied then. So that's a good thing right there. Yeah. So let's break down yeah. your character. You play Sandra, okay? A very interesting character in Sandra. Uh, you and Joe, Terry Cruz's character, were doomsday preppers, survivalists, uh, prepared for whatever the end of the world might be. What kind of story did you build for Sandra pre-apocalypse? That's such a cool question. Um, I think I built out... Um, to prepare for a character like Sandra, I, I was you know, really, uh, it wasn't necessarily last minute, but I, I'm very similar to the fans. I did not get in the script until about, you know, five, five, six days before we were shooting. Yeah. So I really didn't even know what Sandra was up to. So, but when I found out, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of the prepping community that, you know, lives on YouTube, that rabbit hole and, mm -hmm. and a number of other places for those kind of resources. And that kind of helped set the t like in my mind where people are at when they're prepping for things like this and and what they're thinking about and so that was one part of sandra and then also the other part of sandra is that she's obviously found somebody that she can connect with mm -hmm. um online this was pre pre-apocalypse so they're sharing chats and they're they're together and she's i think she's hopeful they can someday be irl okay. and he's the one that says no and so I think he kind of broke her heart. Yeah, that's right. Me, you know, you did want to meet in real life. And that really kind of freaked him out right there. And he was the one to put the brakes to it. So you sort of answered this question. Uh, I was going to ask, do you think Sandra was the way we see her at the end of the episode pre-apocalypse? Or was it isolation that caused her to become the way that we got to meet her? Uh, do you think it's just as simple as that? Or do you think she had the tendencies there before uh, everything fell apart? Boy, I, how many of us have sat in quarantine in the last year and a half or Very last true. couple of years? And was like, was that part of my character? Or was that was that always there? Or, yeah. or is this what happens when we're under this kind of duress? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do think that she probably was a relatively normal woman, but you know, an apocalyptic prepper, uh, she's not wrong. She, that's the thing is, is her and Joe were, you know, not wrong about their passion, oh, yeah. obviously because they survived, you know, and they were ready. 
But I think what they couldn't prepare for was the loneliness mm -hmm. and what that does. And, and possibly for her, is she, she even, I even talk about it is that she can hear people screaming above her and you know she's in her bunker and what is that what can that do to somebody and then you know maybe she allows somebody to come in and they they do something to her and so i think from there there's a crack yeah and she doesn't trust anybody anybody now joe realized the whole concept of loneliness and needing that human connection and the light bulb went on that i did all this prepping but I'm alone, especially when his dog died. That was very sad, by yeah. the way. Um, when Joe arrived at Sandra's bunker, uh, she did not even give him a chance. Uh, she was just suspicious right from the start. Why do you think she didn't even give him a chance? You know, that's interesting. Um, I I think, I mean, she lets him in. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, she could have not let him in. Okay, now I'm thinking this through. <laughs> now I'm really thinking this through because if he knows where her bunker is, then it's dangerous. Yeah. So that's one thought. That that literally just occurred to me. So that could, could potentially have been why she let him in. Mm -hmm. I do love the idea that maybe she lets him in and is, is hopeful and then he just says one thing and it's just she knows the so i want to give her like a, like a yeah i just want to give her like a moment where she's hopeful that 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 he is who she thought he was okay and and then she realizes no but yeah you mentioned all the people that sandra mentions in the episode that came when the world started falling apart let me in let me in now, we know by the time we meet Sandra in person towards the end of the episode that she's very capable of killing someone. Do you think uh, she actually killed people by her own hand or did she just not let them in and watch them die on her cameras outside of that bunker? I think she killed people by her own hand. Ah. I think... That's interesting. Uh, I mean, given given her weapons and the way that she's wielding a, a meat cleaver. Um, but then I think to myself, that's a lot of cleanup for <laughs> in her bunker. But I mean, it, there is a precision uh, to this like showcase of the watches. Mm -hmm. And um, when I read about read that in the script, I was like, I mean, how precise is this? person you know yeah. she, is she a true serial killer that's like preparing for this um or is this like a more you know someone that becomes uh, has become unhinged the way, so maybe maybe there's a little bit of both jared that's that's a really the, interesting thought the way she appears to me this is was my interpretation someone that is very you know big on being tidy everything in its place i mean the bunker itself oh my god i would love to have that it's in like my house <laughs> glamorous glamorous i mean she's obviously got like a way to do leg day you know she's got yeah. she's got everything in there so i mean there are some good questions of why they they walk away from that 
bunker. <laughs> you know, I was asking that when you're figured out and you're dead and you come back as a walker, doomed for eternity. Just think mm-hmm. of that. Sandra is doomed for eternity to rot in that bunker by herself. That's my talk about loneliness right there. But I really asked myself, why would they, why would Olivia Munn and uh, uh, Joe and Evie leave that place? I mean, it's, it's great. You just have to get rid yeah. of Sandra and then you have this great yeah. place. I mean, I understand it's creepy knowing who had lived there, but honestly, if you were, you know, let's play a little hypothetical situation here and put ourselves in, in their situation. I would say, let's stay. What would you, I mean, would you leave into that open world again? That, that girl's got obviously a generator. She's obviously set up for the next, you know, X amount of years. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they fully, they fully assessed how much she had down there. I mean, I, I would say don't, don't walk away too quickly. Maybe perhaps they'll return yeah. knowing that it's there. I mean, but also, you know, it is, it is interesting that, that Sandra will be zombieing it up down there for in style you know, they just shuttered down the, oh yeah why yeah. do you think the writers went to the extent to show the two different bunkers joe and sandra's joe being what we would think of as a bunker underground just the bare necessities but yours is lush it's like a penthouse what were they mm-hmm. trying to in your opinion what were they trying to talk and tell us about sandra that was different from Joe. That, that's a cool question. Because, you know, in my research of bunkers, um, I don't want to out her name wrongly. So I won't say, but there's there's some amazing women that are preppers. And they have some pretty glamorous bunkers. Wow. <laughs> that have, they really, and you can go, there's like some like kind of, you know, YouTube documentaries of some of like the, the wealthiest bunkers in the world. Like they really like they put a pool down there and like, a, Damn. you know, they're they're truly prepared. If you really want to go down this rabbit hole, well, the- you'll be like, oh, whoa, like there are these bunkers like in that are, you know, prepared for may this never happen. But, you know, a nuclear attack or like, you know, just anything like these folks, uh, the, the, the very, very wealthy amongst us have poured in you know a couple million so that they have their place yeah and you know what really fancy bunker it's not just individuals there are companies who have built like cities underground and they're selling them out and they're pretty much sold out oh yeah now let's get to the part when evie shows up okay and that's Mm -hmm. where sandra meets her match right there that leads to a really cool confrontation between yourself and olivia munn uh, how did you and Olivia prepare for that scene and how did it all play out? You know, um, Olivia is a very gifted martial artist. Um, I'm really good at cleaver acting. And so we had these wonderful fight coordinators and, um, and so we, we carefully walked things through and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky little scene because, you know, who's lying who's not who knows what information and then how fast things like go sideways yeah um so i i mean we we did i got ron underwood the director and and our our you know movement team the fight coordinators they're like you know you can't be you can't get better than this so they re- i mean they just did such a gorgeous job yeah 
and they yeah. did and it was great i mean olivia she showed off some moves in those scenes and to yeah. sandra's credit uh <laughs> sort of uh drugging everybody with the weed was also but then she came up against olivia who knew it right away uh, yeah how do you how long do you think sandra was working on that way of just subduing people to where she can just take complete advantage of them you know i bet when her first uh, experience with bringing somebody down into her bunker and she, I think there was probably some kind of real violence something really terrifying yeah and something really terrifying happened that made her crack yeah and and, and and then maybe you know she probably I mean maybe she's just got a whole she's got some weed plants in her little crow <laughs> like she's she can do this on her own I imagine and um and so maybe this was her slowly kind of building out a plan but again you know th they must be pretty potent to like do what she yeah needs to do yeah yeah and and Joe Terry Cruz after <laughs> they got out of the bunker he was just so funny he was high and he didn't even realize it oh, yeah. So he did a great yeah. job with that scene. <laughs> Going back to the whole loneliness aspect, Joe realized that and he left to seek companionship. Uh, Sandra, I mean, she was surprised that he was even still alive when she saw him. Uh, she did no, not like. She did not leave the bunker for any reason whatsoever. While Joe sought after that companionship, uh, I mean. I mean, going back to, again, to Sandra's psyche, uh, is there any, I mean, letting the people in and being betrayed, do you think there's any aspect of her that just got adapted to the loneliness and that's what ultimately broke her? It's the biggest tragedy because, like, the one guy that's, like, so perfect for her and that's like you know you see them together and you're like man they're great <laughs> like in the middle of all of this they found each other and she goes and makes a mess of it yeah yeah let's talk about the uh, yeah like yeah no no i'm sorry i didn't I mean to cut you off but we got to talk about the 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 makeup okay when you flip mm -hmm. okay from sandra when when joe sees you and you look like you were just finishing up a workout and then you put on the makeup and you like turn old Joker almost on us. Uh, yeah. What was that meant, at least in your opinion, what was that meant to tell us about the character? I think this is her process. Also, it's a special night. The mm -hmm. love of her life has arrived. Um, and I think this, this also, that look, I mean, I think she thinks she's looking her best, mm -hmm. her absolute best, and wants him to know that before he dies. Wow. You know, that says a lot <laughs> into the psyche of just how far gone Sandra has become at this point, whether it be loneliness or being betrayed by people up above and having to yeah. do some horrible things. It really goes to show, and I think you're right, that's what the writers were trying to uh tell us uh i loved you had you had a post today about you wanting everybody to do the sandra halloween uh <laughs> makeup and the uh the whole get up with the cleaver sticking out of your chest i thought that was brilliant by the way 
Uh, that scene where you get the cleaver thrown at you in the chest, I believe your last words were something like, oh shit, was that scripted or did you just say that out loud? I think there was like an, so there was something there, but um, what, what happens is they, I, my whole mouth is, is full of like blood so that I can spit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what I was supposed to say. <laughs> but but well, yeah, no, I think it came out beautifully. <laughs> it did. It came out perfect. Now, working with everybody, with Terry and Olivia, it looked like you guys had a lot of fun on the set doing this. Uh, how did you guys yeah. get along? What was the experience like with Terry and Olivia? They were amazing. Oh, man. Like, being with Terry Crews is like, you want to up-level every part of your life. You're like, am I, am I good enough? Am I like, am I fit enough? Am I eating right? Like there's just everything about him just asks you to kind of vibe higher. And Olivia, she's huggable, witty. She's the best and so great to work with. So I, I could not speak highly, more highly of these two. Yeah, you can definitely tell between the three of you, even though there's not a scene where all three of you are really together, the chemistry mm -hmm. was definitely there and you guys really bounced off each oh. other. Uh, a final question before we go. Now that you have become a part of this Walking Dead universe, this massive thing that we really don't even know what to call it, and you see the people who have been on this show for years, or some over a decade, and you see what they have to go through with the makeup, with the walkers, and all that, has it made you get gain a new appreciation, not only for being a from being a fan of the show, but what the work that goes into making this show. Yes. In short, yes. Um, the de detail that they put into particularly the walkers and I mean, each part of the universe, just it's, it's, it's extraordinary. Um, I mean, I, I'll never forget, you know, when we were shooting at night and how they have found a way to lift an orb into the sky to light the forest wow. in just the right way and they have a haze coming through and like they it, they just nail it it is spooky and like i know like i'm like sitting there with my cup of tea being like i know this is not real this is not real but then you see the walkers kind of crash and you, or you hear them coming in the, with the you know the leaves or something yeah. and it's they they do such a good job and those that are been working on the show for such a long time you know, this is a heavy world to kind of be part of um, yes. because we're talking about the end of the world and as we know it. But mm -hmm. I mean, what's so great is you see people problem solving and making relationships. And so I think it they must have to sit and think about these things more than all of us, which which is is they do such a good job absolutely they did and you did an amazing job congratulations oh, thank you, for being the thank you and the show is getting rave reviews from critics and people alike oh. so that must be also very rewarding in itself to be a part of the beginning of that uh it's yeah. an adventure and you know you have yeah. yourself and now in the history of the walking dead universe do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go no i'm just so grateful to be actually part of this family and 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 sending love to fans and we just 
just so so grateful Absolutely. and if you guys have not checked it out yet please check out tales of the walking dead it's available every sunday at 9 p.m now uh we just got through episode two this sunday episode three which is bringing back samantha morton as alpha is coming up this sunday so you definitely want to check that out uh if you're behind check it out on amc plus I want to thank our guest, uh, Kirsty Bryan, for joining us tonight and sharing her stories. I want to thank our audience, those who are tuning in live, and those who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Kirsty and myself, stay safe Yay. and always stay walking, guys. Good night. Good night.